welcome and thanks for tuning in to Real People, Real Talk. Relevant conversations that take you from surviving to thriving. This is the podcast that goes there. My name is Paul Calco and I'm your host. Now let's talk. Thank you so much for tuning in to this Monday bonus episode. But today we're getting real. We have a special guest and we're talking about overcoming fears, overcoming obstacles and doing the things that God has called us to do. We will touch on and we're also going to touch on current events. All right. But before we get into it, I just want to read two reviews. And I'm just so appreciative of this. Um, Black one one nine eight four had this to say. They always keeping it real talking about topics that we all can relate to. Thanks, Paul Calco, for being transparent with real life topics. Thank you. And then DZSAA had this to say, this is the first podcast that I've ever had the pleasure of listening to. I must say so far, so good. I was drawn in from the start. I've even started incorporating some of the tips from the first episode into my daily routine. Definitely look forward to more great content. Thank you guys so much for taking the time to leave those awesome reviews. But now let's talk. So this is a quarantine conversation with my brother in Christ and fellow podcaster by the name of Gus. So we we just got together. It was like, instead of being in competition, we're going to cross promote each other. We're going to guest on each other's podcast and we're going to uplift one another. So Gus, I mean, you can introduce yourself better than I can. Just tell us a little bit about about yourself. Uh, first of all, man, Paul, thank you for having me on because what you're doing is amazing. Your podcast, I love it. Real people, real talk. That's what we need in our society, especially as believers, man. Let's have these real conversations, whether it's about racism, police brutality, economic um, problems that's going on in different communities, whatever community that you're living in. You talk about all these different, all these different things, how to be an entrepreneur, how to grow and how to really be what God called you to be. And that's what really sticks out to me about your show. You tell people how to be who God really called them to be because like um, just the battle of social pressure to do what the outside people want you to do. So first of all, I just thank you for having me on my sh- on your show. And my name is Gusto, by the way. Or you just call me Gus for short. It doesn't matter. I, what I do here at The Daily Thinker, we talk about faith, sports, and apologetics all in one show. You see no other podcast doing that. I repeat, you see no other podcast doing that. So we're doing something. <laughs> we're making history here at the Daily Thinker, man. And so Paul, he called me, he texted me, said, hey, I want you on the show. I said, man, I'm ready. I'm going to get on. So I'm excited to be here, man. And, man, definitely glad to to have you on. Like, I was guest on your podcast, The Daily Thinking, and we'll get into that a little bit later. So I appreciate you having me on. And for my listeners out there, he is from Mississippi, my home state. And so I'm glad to have a fellow Mississippian um, on this podcast. And speaking of podcasts, you started a podcast, as you alluded to earlier, called The Daily Thinker. And I'm just curious, like, what made you want to start, start a podcast? Because like you said earlier, like, uh, I, I looked at the stats. There's over half a million podcasts already out there. So you could have easily looked at the stats and like, well, I don't need to do mine. Mine is going to be one and half a million. So you, why did you start this podcast? Man, to be honest, it's been a journey starting this podcast. Just first of all, I had to have that relationship with Christ, right? Like I was living in sin like my whole life, even just go back to middle school and high school, high school, 
I feel like I knew who God was, but really didn't know his word because I never really studied his word or opened his word to see what was in it. Like, I didn't know who the Apostle Paul was. I didn't know nothing about the gospel. I didn't know nothing about Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John. I didn't even know how to say it up in that order, like, at all. Didn't know <laughs> nothing about Revelation. Didn't know nothing about Genesis. Only thing I knew was Adam and Eve and that Jesus rose from the dead and that he's God and that I need to fear him. And, like, that's all I really knew. And so I didn't know I was really dealing with a sin issue. I was really dealing with a huge sin issue. I had a problem, man, whether it was uh, pornography, masturbation, and just going my own way, straying away from what God called me to be. And so I got past these high school um, years. So in high school, I was just running amok, just doing whatever, just trying to fit in or just trying to lead groups of people and do this and do that and just talk to different women and so on and so forth. So I was definitely, I was living a sinful life, like a hundred percent on my way to hell in a handbasket. Like I was going to make it there extremely fast. And then I got to college freshman year. I said, you know what? I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to keep this up. I'm going to keep this up, Lord. And I'm just going to do whatever I want to do. I said, man, I'm free. I'm at Jackson State. Um, the women to men ratio is um, crazy, way more women than men. So I can just talk to whoever I want. I'm staying on campus. I don't have to go home. I have to, you know, try to sneak nobody in, whatever, whatever. I can just do whatever I want. And so thinking about that, I was like, man, yes, I can do whatever I want. Just so happy. And then something hit me. And this girl passed me probably my second year at Jackson State. This girl gave me a flyer named Sydney McGee. Shout out to Sydney. Um, she gave me a flyer. And I was like, it was for InterVarsity. I was like, what is this? InterVarsity? Is this some, is this a volleyball team or something? Like, what <laughs> is this nonsense? But they said they had free pizza. So I said, okay, I'm going to go to the gym first. And I sat on the gym. I sat on the floor. And I was having a battle in my mind. Like, man, should I go to InterVarsity or not? Like, they have Christians there, and they're going to be judgy, and I don't want to see them. And, like, oh, my goodness, why should I go? I'm doing fine. I read the verse of the day every day, so, hey, I'm good. But, hey, I'm still doing whatever I want. I'm still living in lust, fornication, um, all type of wickedness, like lying, like so many different things, stealing, like so much stuff, so much sin bogged down up in me. And... That's why the scripture speaks about like hiding our sins from God. Like it can literally tear us up. And I feel like it was tearing me up in that path. And so tearing me up, man, it's tearing me up bad, Paul. I mean, like, I'm like, oh man, because mm. I know, I know that God is who he says to be, even though I don't really know that much about God. I think that's just through my own logic and reason. We're going to get into more of that as we go you know, into the podcast. But I know God is real. I know that he's true. I know he's active. And so I'm like, okay, I'm going to go. And so I walk in and I see these people and they're eating. And I turn back around and say, no, I'm not going to too many people. And then I walk back up. And then I walk in and I look right. And I see this girl that's in my class that I like, like for some reason. Like, I like the girl a lot. Like, okay, okay. She didn't know it, though. She didn't know that I liked her, though. Well, I was like, man, she in there. I'm like, man, this girl go to Bible study, man. This girl, my, this girl is serious, man. Like, I don't think she's going to talk to no dude like you. So I said, you know what? I'm going to stay. And so I stayed. And after staying, 
the next, I think about a week later, she we was on the elevator and this girl, mind you, this girl never said nothing to me at all in class, never. And she asked me how I like the Bible said. I was like, oh, I was like nervous. I was like, what? I, it was good. I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. She said, she's looking at me weird like, okay, yeah. I'm like kind of nervous because she's talking to me and I like her. And I'm like, man, oh my goodness, man. What do I say? And so I said, yeah, I enjoyed it. She said, cool. She said, cool. So you think about coming back? I said, I'm like, in my heart, I'm like, oh, yes, I'm coming back. You're going to be there. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to come back. And so, yeah, to fast forward this story, yeah, I went back, got involved with varsity, and plus the girl who I, like, she ended up becoming my girlfriend, still my girlfriend to this day, been four years now. Hopefully, we can make things um, happen and get married soon. Okay. And so, yeah, that happened, man. Got involved with university. Went to a couple of camps, a couple of retreats, and I heard people talk about, oh, how the New Testament was written in 70 AD and all these different things earlier than any other manuscript known to man. I'm like, wow, I didn't know this. Like, what type of evidence y'all talking about? And, I, and then from there, graduated, looking for a job. Hard to find a job in my field, by the way. I thought it was going to be real easy in healthcare administration, but not that easy. So looking for a job and I'm like, man, what do I need to do? And I'm just learning different things about God. I'm like, man, you know what? I think I need to start a podcast. I said, man, no, I don't need to start a podcast. I'm gonna fail. I don't need to do it. Don't do it, Gus. So if you do it, you're gonna fail, you're gonna fall on your face, you're gonna look like a fool because you don't know nothing about audio, you don't know how to mix, you don't know how to edit, you don't know how to cut, you don't know how to do video, you don't know how to do lighting, you don't know how to do nothing at all about um his podcasting. I said, Man, you know what? I think that's just the enemy. And another thing was, Word. man, you're going to fall. And you're going to fall like you're going to do something so horrible. And people going to be like, man, this dude was a fake Christian, man. So I had that fake Christian in the back of my mind. I don't know if you deal with that, Paul, when you were starting your podcast. But I had that like, man, how about if I turn out to be a fake Christian and everybody just start talking about me like I can't start this podcast. And that was the enemy again. But eventually I ended up starting the podcast. And yeah, we've been going since January new to this thing, but I'm enjoying it, man, and God has been faithful and good while I've been doing it. Okay, Gusto, man. I just want to tell you thank you for keeping it real, and thank you for sharing your testimony and letting the people know not only about starting the podcast, but letting the people know how you came to know the Lord. Because the gospel is, is powerful, it's transformational, it has the power to change your life. So, for any of my listeners, if you're dealing with, with sin and want to come to know the Lord, man, give your life to the Lord, God has the power to to change to change your life. And you mentioned something, and before we go on, man, you was like, man, what if I start this and people find out like I'm not like a, a real Christian or like the best Christian in the world, so to speak? Like um, science like speaks to this. It's called like the imposter syndrome that we want to launch out and do this awesome thing, but we're scared that once we do it, people go realize we're not that good. And so um, we just want to tear down that imposter syndrome. But I, I'm really curious, how did you come up with the, the title of your podcast, the Daily Daily Thinker? Oh, man, I was going through so many different names. Like, I think I still have it in my phone somewhere. I don't know. I was going through so many different names. I'm like, what do I call my podcast? I don't want to copy off nobody. I don't want to take nobody's idea. And so I came up with so many different things. I think I came up with FS. And C podcast, something like that. I this came up wild. with like some foolishness, like long names. And then I had to just think about it. And it's somebody I listened to on YouTube called 
um, Bible thinker. And I was like, I'll, like his name is Mike uh, Winger. If you want to go check him out. But I like, I listen to his stuff. And, you know, I'm always thinking about like when you're on a basketball court, people are like, coach, I always think, think, boy, think, think. And I had a, I remember having an argument with my brother, like, about Westbrook. Like, Westbrook, man, this man doesn't think we on the court. He's too emotional and all that. I love Westbrook. And I remember he did a bad play, and James Harden pointed at his head. He was like, think, think. <laughs> and KD was, you know, KD never did that to Westbrook for some reason. I don't know why. Okay. I was like, man, just think, like, think. And Bible believers are thinkers. We are logical, reasoning people. Right. So, you know what? The daily thinker. And I'm like thinking about sports. I'm thinking about um, the Bible on a daily basis. So I guess that's just what I think about. And so it's really just putting logic together that us as Christians, as believers, we do reason. We do have evidence for our faith. And that's why I put like faith and sports and apologetics. And for like anybody who don't know what apologetics is, it's defense of the faith or like defending your faith. And so just, yeah, that's how I came up with that name, man. And that name is is really crazy. But just going back to it, like, just to think, like, many times you hear skeptics and atheists, agnostic people saying that Christians don't know how to think, they, they don't know how to reason, and what they believe is not, it just it doesn't make sense. It's foolery, it's foolishness. Like, why should I even listen to a God that you serve like this? I'm like, wow, we don't think, we don't know how to reason. and just to know that we need God to reason. Only way that we can reason is through God. And like, even with the laws of logic, like only way me and you are having this conversation right now is because of the laws of logic. Like, right. Like the laws of logic help us have conversations like this and just have conversation in general. But you ask somebody who's just a naturalist, a materialist, they're like, ah, nah, it's just our brains function produces out what we need to say and do this and do that. And then I'm like, wow, you really believe that? So if you say that your brain is just a mindless process and that you can't even control what you think, you don't know what you think, it's just molecules in motion, why do you believe anything that you think? So like <laughs> like you get what I'm saying? Like most definitely why would you why would we why would we believe anything that we think if we're just made of molecules in motion like I should be able to doubt that, but I can't doubt that because I'm just molecules in motion. So mm. my thing, like, wow, y'all not now not reasoning because the laws of logic is grounded in the nature of God. Like, even if people weren't here on Earth, the laws of logic would still apply because it's grounded in God's nature. And so, like, thinking about things like that and so many different other topics that we're going to get into on, on this podcast, man. It made me just come up with, like, the daily thinker because we as believers man we think we're not dumb irrational people yeah we might believe some crazy stories in the bible but hey like we're gonna get into more of this on the podcast like if miracles are true the greatest miracle happened already the creation of nothing (laughs) the universe from the creation of nothing like that's the greatest miracle like if the universe can come from nothing then, of course, Jesus can rise from the dead. He can part the Red Sea. He can heal a leopard. That's like small talk. And so, yeah, that's how we came up with the name, man. I'm talking too much. But, yeah, that's how we came up with the name. Now, you good, bro, man. And I just want to remind our listeners, like, this conversation is bigger than 
our podcast, but we really want to use Gus story to encourage you to pursue the God given dreams that's in your heart and to take that leap of faith and to do that thing that God has been stirring in your heart. And so when you're starting something new and you're taking that leap of faith to obey God, we often get a visit from Mr. Fear. And Gus, I'm just, I just want to know like what fears or what obstacles did you face while you was launching such an endeavor um, as a daily thinker podcast? Oh, fears is just not knowing how people are gonna react. Like, can we just stop worrying about what people think about us? And that was me. And I had to hit myself in the head and be like, wow, are you gonna serve the God of people? Or are you gonna serve the God of creation, the God of Israel? Like, who am I gonna serve? It was like when <laughs> I forgot, I forgot his name, when he came up to them choose who you will serve today. I think it was Joshua. And I think I got that in my head. The Lord like, bam, slapped me in the back of my head as he does his children. Like, okay, get right. It's not about trying to make people like you. Just do what I tell you to do. Study, prepare, know what you're talking about. Just don't come up on here just saying anything. Like study, prepare yourself when you go on your podcast, launch the podcast and just do it. And just know you're not trying to please other people. You're trying to please me and do what I called you to do. And so that's what I just had to do, man. Really, when fear comes, we have to take that leap of faith, man. Like perfect love cast out fear. And I just had to think about that. Perfect love cast out fear. Perfect love cast out fear. And the Lord is made in perfect majesty, perfect love that manifests out in his kids and his children. And so by the love of the Lord, by the grace of the Lord, the power of the Lord, I was able to start the podcast. Mm. Because when we really put things in God's hand and stop worrying about what other people think, so what? So what? They don't like what you're doing. So what? They don't like how you look. So what? They don't like the type of gear that you're that, that you're using. It don't matter what we do in this life. Somebody's not gonna like what we do. We have to, and I have to just think about it. Like you had the the man who was perfect, sinless, heal people, heal folks. I mean, you got doctors now. Shout out to all the doctors who save lives and we give them medals and we honor them. We have a man who walks the street, literally healing people left to right. Like so many miracles happen. The book wasn't even able to contain them. Oh, like the, all the books, John said, all the books in the world would not be able to contain this, these things that Jesus did. And I'm like, I sit back and I said, wow, man, this who I need to be trying to please this man. Exactly. The man who was perfect and people still judged him. He still was beaten. He still was hated on. He still was turned away by his own peers and his own brother didn't even believe him. And so if the man who was perfect on this earth still had people who didn't like him, I said, hey, a man like me, a nobody, man, people not going to like me. So I just had to come to that conclusion, brother. Like, for real, we live in a society now where we want instant gratification, just like that. And so we see people with billions and millions of followers. You're like, man, I want that instant gratification. So that's where we live up in this social media era, the era of the fast phone, the MacBooks, and all these fast lens up on your camera. You can snap um, shot anything up in a millisecond. And like, we want everything so fast. And that makes us compare to other people. We start comparing ourselves to other people. Like, oh, they're doing this and doing that. I'm not on their level yet. And so we quit. In two weeks or a week, we quit and we really forget the mission that we really need to be on. Man, you speaking, man, because 
like you say, we look at success as being like quick wins. Success comes down to two things, man, faithfulness and obedience. And you don't always see results like right when you start to do something, man. But when right. it, like, switch gears and speak to current events, because I feel like as the body of Christ, we should speak out and speak on certain events. Like if if the culture is screaming something and something is going on, we as a church need to speak to that. So in light of current events and also in light of some interaction that I've had with my listeners on social media and they asked me to ask this question. And so I want to ask you this. What is it like being a black man in America right now? Uh, Being a black man in America right now is kind of horrific. I won't say that I ever experienced police brutality or anything like that, but I have experienced racial profiling in the store where they was driving and I have friends who experienced it as well. As a black man, it's really tough like to not know if you're gonna be safe and start to thinking about having getting a gun and things like that. Like I never I remember saying like, man, I won't never get a gun, man. Jesus is gonna protect me. He's gonna be faithful. He's gonna be just and now we living in a world where like you don't know when evil will creep upon you. Like the Bible said, we don't know when a day evil gonna creep upon us. And so it's like, man, do I have to get a gun? Do I need to protect myself? How can I walk? How do I um, interact with the police? And I will never forget. When I first started driving, I remember I was with my friend and we was leaving. Um, I, we was leaving school. And I think like this, like years later, like the Trayvon Martin incident already happened. And I think I had this in my mind subconsciously. When the police pulled me over, I began, like I was on the steering wheel, I began to shake. Like literally, I was just like shaking, Paul. Like, wow, y'all, y'all, y'all don't do nothing to me, man. Like, and I'm like, wow. And I think back on that, I'm like, wow. I was kind of traumatized even in that point, and I didn't know it. Like my my hands was on the wheel, just shaking. The police officer asked me, "Why are you shaking?" I'm like, man, I don't know. He's like, well, just give me your ID. And I gave my ID. So, like, at this point, man, yeah, I don't want nothing to happen to me. I'm young right now. I'm super young. This happened years ago. Like, I'm young. Like, I'm worried that they might do something. Two cops now to pull you over like you just, and that's you just driving, Paul. Then two cops just get out, pull you over. Like, I switched the switch lanes. Remind you now, the street's raggedy now in Jackson. Potholes everywhere. Potholes. slow down. Like, I'm like, how can I be speeding in this car? I drive a Volkswagen. This is a Volkswagen now. A Volkswagen jet. They can't go that fast up on no broke down street they can't and so they stopped i'm like wow why did y'all stop me that's my first reaction like what's going on why did y'all stop me for real what did i do so just shaking 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 and so i think black people right now black men black people in general people of color in general are worried about if they're going to be safe when they go outside and so that's why i'm glad that these protests are going on Cause that's what we need, man. We need to protest. And I know a lot of people are tired of the riots. And so what? I don't care if you're mad at the riots. You need to be mad at what happens in our country to black people every single day in all these unsolved cases. And even the cases where we call the police and like people love to bring up black on black crime, which I think is false because you put anybody in any community up in a small community as, at that with um, economic disadvantages and you like, Something's going to bound to happen. They're bound to do crime on each other. Who who else are they going to do crime on each other to? Who else are they going to do crime to? If you're in close proximity to anybody, you're going to 
most likely going to do crime because they're just people in general. Because right. people, as man, we fall and we're simple. And so that happens, and they like, oh man, but black on black crime. But well, when when John shoots, when uh, when BJ gets shot, his shooter goes to jail. I mean, it's just simple as that. He goes to jail, right? And but when Bobby shoots Tyrone, Bobby gets paid leave. Mm. and gets to sleep. And so that's why we're mad. It's just not about the killing. It's about the injustice, the system that y'all continue to let people do what they want to do and get away with it. And that's why I said this really happened with the Trayvon Martin case. I feel like all of this started. Not just, even though this happened hundreds of years ago before the Trayvon Martin case happened, but without cell phones. But cell phones made it visible. And you see a man that gets off and he's not even a police officer anymore. I don't even think he really was, but who really cares? He gets off and now police officer's like, oh man, you know what? I can do what I want to do now. You know, I can kill somebody and I can get off. Sandra Bland, her police officer got, got off. And so many other police officers got off. Even in Minnesota. Um, the name is not coming up to me, but I think in 2017, um, if you can just, if you, I don't know if you remember the name, but Castell, Mr. Castell, he got shot in the car with his girlfriend and his daughter in the car and nothing happened to the police officer. So you keep on seeing a cycle happen and we need a solution. Like the police officers, they are not getting their due, due justice. Like they're not, they're doing whatever they want to and they just get to walk scot-free. And it's really crazy. And so right now, man, as black people, I think we need to stand together. And as a people in general, we got to stand together. That's why I love um, seeing my white brothers and sisters out there protesting and people all over the world protesting. And George Floyd's daughter says something, daddy changed the world. And so I think that this death of George Floyd did change the world and move and had a shift on the world because people are starting to listen. And so even though we are in dark times, um, God can still turn darkness into light with no problem. I mean, that's what he does. And so if we as believers know that God is faithful and just, he will do that which is faithful and just. And so that's what I believe 100%. Man, I, I, I just really appreciate your your raw honesty. And I'm going to keep it real. Like We're not here to to bash the cops, but we do desire accountability and justice in their profession, just like we do with any other profession. Like just being black in America is tough right now. We, you know, it's, it's hurt. It hurts to see another black name end up being a hashtag. And really this is bigger than George Floyd. Like I saw this sentiment on, on social media, like we're still crying tears over Emmett Till because justice was never served. And that, in that way, exactly. Then she came out and said that, he didn't say nothing to her that she lied. And then she still got no justice. Exactly. Like we're, we just want to see, yes, we want to see peace. We want to see unity. We want to see racial reconciliation, but we also want to see justice and accountability, like on, on all sides. Like it's, it's tough being a black man in America. I remember I was talking with my mom and when we got off the, before we got off the phone, she asked me what I was about to go do. And I said, I, I was about to go walking and she said, be safe. And I'm just like, in what mm. world 
Yes, man. I'm like, in what world does a mom have to tell her son to be safe just because he's going walking? And she assured me, she was like, make sure you walk in the park and don't walk in the neighborhoods, kind of alluding to the thing that happened with Ahmad. And I just also want to say to my African-American brothers and sisters, let's steward this moment. We see that the black voice is being amplified during this time. And so we, we shouldn't allow our ego to get in the way because now more than ever, our voices is being heard uh, even more loudly. So we have a responsibility just kind of looking at the silver lining and, and the bright side. We have a responsibility to maximize this moment for the sake of unity and moving toward um, a just solution. And so in in light of the pro- the protests and in light of the riots and in light of this civil disobedience, if you will, Gus, what do you think Christians fit into all of this? And I know it's a com- complex and every evolving question, but what should the Christians, what should the body of Christ be doing right now? Oh man, the body of Christ should be moving in the right direction for justice. That's just what we have to do as the body of Christ. Jesus stand for justice a hundred percent of the time. He never folded. He never backed down. He never turned a blind eye to what was going on. He came for the needy, the poor, the oppressed, those people who were doing, who was getting done in wrong and unjust ways. And so I think Christians in the church is a huge, huge factor in things. You can look at the the civil rights movement. The church had a lot to do with it. When people couldn't go team up and meet up and speak and organize and plan things and plan protests and all these things, they had to do it inside the church. That's why you think, wow, the churches were getting bombed. Because people were inside the church. So the church is vital for us to move forward and we play a huge role man and sometimes we look at things we like man you know what i don't need to get involved in politics um i don't need to do that why why am i involved in politics like church um church and state we try to separate all these things man and that's just so it's just so ignorant to me like why are we doing that why are we separating what really needs to be called out like this is a real true issue, a biblical issue. Racism, oppression, like injustice. And we love to scream that God is a God of justice. And we love to speak on so many different other things, such as all the other things that people are doing, like abortion and fornication and greediness and self and so many different other things, like but people won't speak out on the Black Lives Matter movement. I'm seeing a lot of Christians say this, like, okay, y'all out there supporting Black Lives Matter. Y'all not at them abortion clinics, though. Y'all not there, though. And I say, hey, all Christians don't agree on should people abort their babies or not. I think abortion is wrong 100%. But the thing is, sometimes we try to ignore the issue by bringing up a different issue. Like, we're going to bring up another Ooh. problem, like, okay, you trying to see which problem is the biggest problem. Like That's both real. problems to me are big. It's a big issue. But if you're so to me, if you're so pro life, you have to be pro life when somebody is twenty two. Not when somebody's not here yet. Even though they need to get here so we can move forward. Cause I mean we need new people coming to the world. We need leaders. We don't know how many leaders are gonna get born probably today or tomorrow. We need them. And the thing about it. Most of the time, we, like I said, most of the time, we just use this as an escape, man. Use something else as an escape. But 
my thing is you cannot be pro birth and not pro life for people who are getting done injustice. Because if you're not, if you say you're pro life, but you don't want to speak out when people are getting done wrong in the streets daily, like this is nothing new. That murder was a modern day lynching. It was like something I saw from the movie. Like that's something you see on the movie. Like you don't close your eyes. Like ah, oh, dang, that was crazy. Did you see that movie, man? He neither. He choked the man with his knee. Bro, that movie was crazy. That probably was the most craziest part of the movie. But you sit back and look at it like, man, this is real life. This happened in real life. It's like a movie. That stuff like that shouldn't happen. And people should not be able to just go home and just enjoy their life. But, you know, for people to get arrested, we got to raise, we got to ride and raise up war for people just to protest. I mean, I mean, to have people convicted. And the thing about it, um, back to the riots, I just think about when they said, don't kill John right now, because if you do, the people will riot. I remember them saying that um, in a word. I can't quote the exact verse or chapter, but definitely said that do not kill John right here because the people will riot because they proclaim John to be a prophet. Like when you do things wow. unjustly to people. Man, people get mad and they riot. They get mad, man. That's just what happens. That's just what happens. So you don't want to start no uproar. So yeah, <laughs> that's what I got to say on that. It's just it's just wild, man. And I man. really hope we get peace. And I know the Prince of Peace does bring peace when times are well. So Man, Gus, I, I thank you just for your, your transparency and listeners, what what you're hearing right now, and it may be like tough to hear, but what you're hearing is the raw emotions of a black man living in America. And I just want to encourage my fellow brothers and sisters in Christ who speak up and speak out against injustice. And I also encourage you to pray before um, you decide to, to post anything. And so this is, this is real people. This is a real talk. This is an honest and open conversation. And Gus, I thank you so much for coming and just, and just sharing because we, yes, we want, we, we want unity. We want peace. But we also want justice and we want accountability. And I know I said this in a previous episode, but I got to remind you guys, it's not about black versus blue, black people against the cops. It's not about white people against black people. It's about all people against injustice. It's about all people against racism. And the main color that matters is the, is the color red. And it's the blood of Jesus that unites us all. Yes, brother. I agree with you, with you on that. The blood of Jesus, that's the red. That's what matters. Right. That unites us, man. I just want to say, what would you say to that person that they're out there uh, in this quarantine life and they want to make a difference and they don't know where to start? What encouragement would you give to that person? Um, They don't know where to start. And during this quarantine, I feel like you have to come up with something in this quarantine. I heard, I think I heard um, Tracy McGrady say this up on All the Smoke. He was like, if you come out this quarantine and you haven't learned the skill or learn how to start a business or start something or improve in something, I don't know when you're going to learn anything. Because, like, this is the time where we have the most, the most time on our hands to have a great impact and just have a great opportunity at life and just even making achievements and even starting something and trying something. So if that's a podcast, music, video, if that's you want to do ministry, if that's you trying to get a new job or go into the school or study and prepare for ACT, MCAT, whatever it is, you have to take advantage right now and be able to move forward because when time is on our hands and on our side, we have to use it. And sometimes the crazy thing about us humans, we tend 
to not use time when it's on our side. But when time isn't there, we're like, oh man, I need to do this and do that. I don't have time. But when we have so much time, we get sidetracked and we'd be like, oh my goodness, I got all this time. I could do it tomorrow and this and that. And it just brings me back like, you fool. You said, he said in James, like, you say you're going to do this and do that. You don't know if tomorrow will come. You don't know what tomorrow going to bring. Right. Like, at all. And it just brings me back to the parable. He was like, okay, I'm going to store off my money. I'm going to have great wealth. And then the master came and said, and, and God came and said, tonight your very life is demanded from you. Like, we think we have all the time in the world, but we don't. So my advice was just to be, to move forward, to move forward right now in that moment, wherever that is, start it, do it, make it happen, stop making excuses and just ask for help too. Because most of the time we like, man, I don't need help. I can do this by myself. Well, we can't. We need people. We need people. We need people to help us. Jesus probably didn't need the disciples of these guys in the flesh, but he had the disciples to help him out. Right. Give an example. So, yep. So Gus, thank you so much, man, just for sharing your story. I want to encourage you, my listeners, to be sure to check out his podcast, Daily Thinker, the podcast for the everyday believer, where it combines sports and faith and apologetics and current events. So lastly, I just want to encourage you to to use your voice, to use your influence and to use your platform, regardless of the size, but use it to be the light and the salt in this world that God has called you to be. In other words, I just want to challenge you and encourage you to be history makers and world changers. Now go be great.